I like Chapa. Come on. How you doing, Ray? You good? Doing? I'm good, you know, brother. Oh, this guy. <laughs> I'm, I was just talking off camera and um, we were saying that it's been at least four or five years now. I met you when you was 19. Yeah, 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 when I was young. Just like still, I was proper fresh, like um, basically when I put my first ever tunes out for free download on uh, SoundCloud. I don't know, that was literally like, I was only a DJ then and then just started like basically producing. That was, my, yeah. So you and um, Randall, like the first ever people that I've uh, kind of, yeah, were playing my tunes. So it was like mad. Cause obviously, because I looked up to you guys from when I started, like. That tune was heavy though, yeah, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hurting the dance. That was um, a flea, bad all over, um, and bad boy sound. I'd done Ben Snow. That was all on SoundCloud, I remember. And then. We was on you lot hard. Yeah, it was yeah. you, Ben Snow, AC13, Lupo, Objective. Yeah, yeah. You all kind of came up together. Up. Yeah, at the yeah, same time. exactly, exactly. And um, obviously, they were like, um, so like even how I connected with Ben Snow is like I just heard his thing on SoundCloud um, and nah Ganja that was just funny. put it was like ten days old and then I saw he was like living High Wycombe I'm from Watford so I just hit him up on SoundCloud and he was like ah oh, I've been listening to your like mixes and stuff so we'd already had kind of like a mutual thing for like we liked each other and so um, yeah then we just linked up started making tunes same thing with Lupo literally all we all just met on SoundCloud like it wasn't even like we like knew each other. An objective. Yeah, it's exactly the same. I, well, I met objective kind of through Lupo, um, but I think they kind of met through the same way. And then I met, like, just met objective on a night out once, and then um, at a Percy Mingle actually. So shout out Percy Mingle. And then um, yeah, basically from there we just all just became good mates, like going out like, like to raves, linking up, making tunes, doing big collabs, and that's how obviously kind of OCC started now as well. So our record label, it's me, uh, Lupo, Objective and Teach. So yeah. Yeah, Teach as well is another one. Yeah, Leveler. yeah. All of these guys, Ben Agro as well, but he, Ben like, has been around for a long time, but then just found his niche in what was going on. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you key. about, um, I'll tell you what, there was a beautiful uh, day when um, this was pre-pandemic yeah. and I think something was going on at E1. You was playing. Ben Snow was playing. Yeah, I think it was DMB All Stars. It might have been, yeah, that's right. I'm sure and, it was. and I went over there and I had a look. And you know what? It just made me feel like when I was playing at AWOL and I and Darren was there and Kenny and Randall and I'd be playing. And as I was playing and you're drawing the tune, you're all going mad and the crowd's yeah, going yeah. mad. And I was like, look at that. This is the new because you were you are the new digital generation but yeah, what i like about you guys is you're all very grounded you're all re all very respectful and you know where it comes from and you can't and you've got that magic do you see what i'm yeah, saying that's yeah. why we've picked up I on think, it i think that was what, what the whole kind of soundcloud because that soundcloud era of drum and bass um it's not really there like the same now as it used to be like four years four or five years ago when I started because there's a lot of things like people like trying to find clips. It's like the same as back in the day where you're trying to find a dub or whatever. It, that's how we kind of search for our tunes and search for the dubs and do all that sort of thing. So it's kind of similar. So I think that was why it was, it was exciting. Now it's I don't know if it's gone if it's the same as it used to be, but like I'm definitely grateful to be a part of that like kind of SoundCloud era where like even like all like the Born and Road lot like Crossy, ben, uh, Gray, like them lot they all kind of came through it as well and. Um, 
Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, they've got, they've, we'll talk about Bristol because you've, you've, you've moved up there. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what, what, no, that's cool. You don't need to be sorry. Um, tell us about, tell us about, Jeff, about how you got into Jungle. Um, I just started listening bass. to Jungle like from probably about 15, 14, 15. Um, like, my mom, I think my mum might have even um, showed me like some, when I was proper young, she just showed me some like um, tracks from back in the day, like CDs. And then, um, so that's how, I think it was Mickey Finn, like, Mickey Finn's hit. And then, so I started listening to loads of, like, Mickey Finn, Randall, you, Doc Scott, um, all of that, like, Dillinger, them sorts of things. That's just what, how I just, that was the sort of jungle that I liked. It was, like, more of the rolling, darker side of it. And um, then I'd st like, I was listening to Jump Up as well, because I was going to, like, a lot of, like, squat raves when I was, like, younger. So, like, the squat raves in London, they were, like, just basically like kind of jump up raves and um that's how i think my sound kind of merged because it's like because i was listening to you lot but then i saw i like proper like love my jungle roots and then i was also going out on the weekend and listening to jump up so it's like then it got to a point where like obviously all that was started making that jungle rollers jump up -y kind of mixture then that started getting playing a lot more in the raves and it was like yeah sick to see man because like obviously that's where i I look like you guys, what you guys make, it's basically that's, we basically try and kind of recreate it, but with a new kind of, I don't know, fresh flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, it's a natural progression. It's yeah. like what we were doing from from the hardcore days when you're listening to Jungle Techno and we just refined it. Yeah, it was yeah. our interpretation yeah, of, exactly. of, of how it felt. So we were taking that and parts of different things and, and putting it together. So we met, how did we meet? I was on you. I think I messaged you and said, yo, broken. Yeah, do you know what? I think it's Elshus, um, L. Yes. He, so I basically, he was, you two were. Big up Elshus, you yeah, know. We love you, brother. Hope you're doing Legend, well. Legend, my G. Um, and um, so I think you two were obviously doing stuff together and he was doing the Book of L um, release for you. And then um, me and Elshus are good mates. So then I was like, L, like, ah. Oh. Basically, can you put me on? Can you send Ray my tunes? And then um, he did. And then obviously you was like, yeah, straight on it, um, which was sick. And then obviously uh, we met each other at E1. Or it might have been, well, obviously I, I think we met at E1. I think it was a festival that I yeah, first met. Yeah, or it might have been a festival. And then since then, obviously, like all we, the different raves, we just, yeah, yeah, loads of times. Yeah. yeah. But um, And then, yeah, you invite, like I came down to yours when I started making, when I was like a good three or four tracks into my EP, I think. And then I came down to yours and- um, Didn't I cook some food? Yeah, we cooked up, I think it was the prawn prawn curry. Banging, banging, Malaysian prawn curry and that. And um, and rice and lentil soup, I think, yeah. Come on. Banging, banging. Man, like J-A-P-P-A, -P -P -A, you know, Jabba in the cooking. place. Mad. This it's is mad. the original blueprint. This is the Christmas special. Yeah. Have we got Santa <laughs> maybe flying through the air right now? Could it be? Because it, it was flying through the air whilst I was doing my show last week. Uh, maybe that will come. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're going to do your mix. Um, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more serious. So, I mean, just before lockdown, 218, 219, it felt like we were really having the time of our lives. Yeah. We were going out. The festivals were popping. Everyone was going out. It was just a... A, a mad energy going on and then suddenly March 20 uh, Jack, yeah March 20 everything just lock off 
how and you hadn't even started to get going you were just about yeah. to get going that was the most brutal part about it to be honest i'm sorry you was at college as well doing a degree yeah in, yeah I was in, at, in sound engineering yeah i was at point blank um it's like a music production sound and uh, sound so it's a college it's a university but it's like because it's quite it's smaller where they do pyro um nah no well, it's in it's in um, Hoxton. Okay. So um, I know I've heard of Point Blank. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, like that that that's that was really good for me. You know, like I learned a lot there, like just from production, because I went there with obviously my initially with like a bit of understand, like I understood right. I was making tunes at this point. So um, do you know what? I think my first ever SoundCloud release, which was called "Can't Run Away," um, out on Onyx. Shout out Onyx. I made that as like my intro to Logic in my first ever year at Point Blank. So like that was like my first tune that I properly made. And I put that out and then that got like a number one on the, the SoundCloud charts. And then, um, yeah, from there it was like, basically it was mad. Like basically all my stuff was kind of going number one on the hype charts. And then um, I'd done, I, had, I was waiting for time because I made a tune called Keep On Moving um, and like a few different things when I was on a holiday with my family uh, in the Caribbean, like I was on a cruise and basically just had my laptop, um, I had my like my weed vapes and that and I was just smoking up on the cruise making the tunes um, and then yeah like I woke up one morning just made the bass line for Keep On Moving, I was sh showing my little brother and I was like what do you think of this and he was like yeah that's hard like and then like it all kind of came together um, and then I waited to put that out and then just as I was about to put it out COVID hit because that was like my kind of biggest that was what the, the height was of around my kind of name at that point because um, I played at a rumble and then the video kind of like went around on DMB All Stars and all that sort of thing and then um, yeah COVID hit and then obviously I was just like oh gutted but I was about to put my tunes out there's no point of like putting rave music out when there's no raves so then we thought the raves were going to open so I put it out and then they didn't open so it's still done well. It's actually, to be fair, done really well. It's still, it was like number one for like a month or something on um, Juno. And then, um, yeah, so that was crazy, to be fair. But um, how did it just that did, affect you? It, it, I, think, I, I think it's play it like in the raves. So yeah. yeah, it was crap, man. I can't lie. It was like, it was a tough stage, but then that, that, that was a rough patch, like for me, like, for, for like, I was, I was learning a lot, though. I was producing constantly, like in lockdown. I was like, that was the, pro I learned so much more. Like production wise, I feel like I developed a lot because I was just constantly making tunes, trying to keep my mind off of everything. Just basically, just yeah, just making as much music as I can, trying to think when this is over, I want to come back with like loads of banging tunes. And obviously, I'm where I was working on your EP, um, and then yes, which which is basically turned like LP now. It's like eight tracks in it, so I'm I'm really happy with the finals of that now. So. Um, yeah, basically now it's just testing that all out. But that was a hard time, man. Like lockdown was crap. Um, like obviously family, like my family had to deal with it bad. Like my granddad passed from it. That was in the first, when it first happened. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, man, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, literally like, so that was like a really so it was hard real. time. It affected you on a real yeah, level. Yeah, like it was a fully... Mentally, psychologically, Yeah, it fully like... It was affected. Because I yeah. remember we were talking... And you were saying some of your members uh, were high risk as well. Yeah, so like my girlfriend. Like, yeah, my girlfriend's high risk. She yeah. was high risk. So I couldn't even see my girlfriend for like months. So that was mad. That was just like uh, the, the whole like of lockdown was just yeah. It was a weird well, we one. We came through the other side. Yeah, probably. definitely. Like now, I feel like I'm back. Like I'm out, and I'm like I'm gonna be on like on top soon. I've got my tunes coming out. 
once I've dropped all my music and everything, like even now, like it's 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 crazy. Like my bookings are just going like going for, like before lockdown. Obviously, I was playing like like once a week, twice a, maybe once every other week or Social something. I was, yeah, like or, or, or like just playing. no, just in general, like when like I was first coming through, like I wasn't getting nowhere near as many bookings I'm getting now. Like it's crazy. What did it feel like when you went on the decks for the first time? Oh, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was such Where a good did you feeling. Play? Oh, I can't even. Can't even think. To be fair, it might have been the it might have been like the Black Swan or something like that in Bristol, because um, I moved down to Bristol during lockdown because we were doing all bloody uh, of my um, point blank like all my university because obviously because it was COVID or like we had to do it all online. That was crap as well. That, like I hated that because for me anyway, I, I went to music uh, college to go and be in a studio, learn how to mix on a desk and engineer and do it properly. And you can't really do that over a Zoom call because it's like, and like my my attention span's just not there. I'm not like I'm not gonna just stare at a screen for four hours. I was like falling asleep in lectures and stuff because you just you just stare staring at a screen. It's just like I don't know. It's quite well, this boring. This is this is good that we're talking about this because it's nice to have an insight into into your generation of what you've had to go through. Yeah, because man. Because when we look back at this, and when we're when we're long and gone, and you're our age. Do you know what I'm saying? You're going to look back and go, it'll be like the world war of, I mean, who would have thought the world would have stopped? Yeah. Who would have thought you couldn't go out? <laughs> I was like, I was basically um, doing, at this point, because I wasn't like, earning enough money to do full-time music. Like now I'm doing, I came out of university, I'm full-time music now, I can afford to. You were luckily, doing building, weren't you? Yeah, I was doing ground, like um, roadworks and um, done electrics as well for a bit. But yeah, I was doing tarmacking during the peak of um, COVID because we were like essential workers. Um, I was like outside the London Eye, tarmacking outside the London Eye, and there wasn't one person in the whole of London there. Like it was literally like like a film, like yeah, eerie. it was like that. Um, oh, is it twenty? Tw was it twenty one days or something? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Zombie yeah. Twenty eight days. Twenty eight days later. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was literally like that. Like it was the whole of London was just. It was. It was. It was just weird. Like it was such a weird time. But it was good because I could get to work in like half an hour, whereas before it'd take like an hour. <laughs> but yeah, but other than that, it was yeah, it was crap. Yeah, man. But no now, toilet paper, no milk. <laughs> nah, everything's closed. Everything was closed. Yeah. So even like going to the toilet at work, you wouldn't be at, like, there's nowhere to go to toilet if, if you wanted to go because I was doing roadworks. So that was just, yeah, it was just all mad. Crazy. But, um, yeah, man. Now I'm out like I'm not doing that anymore. I'm happy, like no, no, not that there was a good thing though, because I like I even enjoyed it, because when you're at work, you come up with loads of ideas for music, because you're like, oh, when I get home, I want to just jump on the tunes, because that's what you're waiting at all day to get home, like listening to music on my like through my headphones all day. Because I think I I got you guys to do a live Instagram. We did a yeah. dread takeover, and that is when no Novelist jumped on as well. Yeah, and that is a madness. Yeah, because obviously Envy, um, me, Ben Snow, Dreadnought. And uh, envy, and then novelist like came and jumped on, and obviously he's just like a legend himself. So, I was listening to him when I was like fourteen, fifteen, like with him, Elijah and Skilliam, like when they were doing butters and all that for rinse and stuff like that. So that was just like mad for that to have happened, especially on like the dread cast as well. Yeah. So that was crazy. Like big up for getting me on yeah, that. Of course, Seriously, man. Oh, you man. know, like at the end of the day, I think what's really important. One of my friends, uh, big up third party Terry T. We're not we're not afraid to open the door. Because I think it, you know, like like a lot of any type of music, it's the people trying to lock it off for themselves and yeah. there's always politics. But how I look at it is, let's just bring everyone in. 
because it's it's it, it keeps me on my toes. You know, uh, I was with Ti the other day. We did a back to back, and I drew one of his own tunes on him, and he was like, "What?" But what I'm saying to you is, it's all good competition between all of us because we all help to, you know, like play better, make better tunes. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? If you're rolling with good, good like good people that do production, oh, it's only going to push you like, to that level of like, when I listen to yeah. you lot, I'm like, you know, my obviously like Blade Runner um, from the early days, Serum from the early days, you know, bringing that new digital analog sound together and being the blueprint of what yeah. it is today. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's mad. I've big up Blade Runner as well. Me and him have made a couple tracks together. And uh, yeah, he's just madman in the studio and just like a legend anyway. I've always like looked up to him. So that was big. Like he was just so humble as well. Like I basically met him at the Black Swan and just said to him like, um, I think obviously he'd heard my stuff through you and we was chatting. We had a good chat or whatever. And then um, I was just like, yeah, do you want to make a tune or whatever? And then he was like, yes, like that straight away. Or whatever. Came down to my house and just came down and just chilled. Like so he just come down mine. We were just making tunes. We made a couple of tracks. And um, yeah, like he's just been, I think, um, been supporting my tunes and all that quite a lot with the Kings of the Rollers as well. So yeah, big up played. Like he's a Donny, he's a Donny man. Yeah, and Sarah. I love well. this geezer. Like the, the the new generation, it's just so nice, and it's also like you know, just nice people like who want to just roll and and do nice things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What did you think when you came? What did you think when you came to my studio? Oh, no, nah, that was jokes. When I walked in, your your speakers are like the same same height as me, and I'm big. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's proper. That was that was sick, man. Obviously, for like these, and the, it's just crazy because obviously, I'd gone from like looking up to you lot, being a raver from 15 years old, like just every weekend going rave with my mates, like just loving it, to then being amongst all the people that I was like going to watch at the raves every weekend and being like excited to go and watch them like oh this person's there I want to go watch them kind of thing like I'm proper like drum bass head like I like, listen to it every day like I don't think I've gone a day without listening to it since I've been probably like 15 yeah. who, who would you like to um... no let's go back before we go forward what music did you grow up to listening in your teens um, everything like well obviously the drum bass um and then, like, when I was younger, I play, like, five instruments. Um, I play, like, guitar, bass, drums, piano. So, like, when I was younger, I used to be in bands with my mates. Like, my, I've, it's, it's just weird because I've always been around. Like, all of my friends have always been, like, musically, like, talented. Like, my best mate when I was younger, um, Ollie Etridge, he's, like, I think he makes, like, house music and that now, or bass line. But um, he was, we were in bands together, and then... Um, uh, that's like my mum's like that we were just like my basically so they so, so like your mum was a raver your mum was yeah, a drummer yeah my mum and dad yeah they used to go raving. yeah 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 but like I'm saying my mum's mate like um, her her son Ollie like we so we just grew up together making tunes like we was on like downloading like illegal um, cracks for like uh, product you know like to softwares try to try and yeah, make music when we was like 11 and like 10 11 years old like recording all of our things through like i think his dad um made music so he had interfaces and stuff so we was like basically recording all of our own music we was like 10 11 years old so you understood the concept yeah, so, of how to get sound yeah out. yeah That's basically and thing. like loops like yeah. like order of how things were set out from from quite a young age and we like taught ourselves out from like 
watching it on YouTube, like YouTube tutorials and all that. So like we, it was it was mad. Like I always have, I've always like known how to like do music. So that's why I don't think I ever done music at school. I done like graphics design, and went to college and done graphics design, and then I ended up going to do music at um, yeah uni. But like because I obviously love graphics as well because. They kind of go hand in hand. It's like creative artwork and yeah, yeah artwork and that. So I was like, I can already do music. I don't need to like learn that. I might as well go and study the graphics and that. But now it's gone hand in hand, like with the clothes and ideas and different things. I've I've got, like I can put music both together now for my career. So it's worked out better. Who would you? Who's helped you along the way? Oh, definitely like all like the OCC boys, like Lupo, Objective, Tej, like Lupo, like all these man, like. Uh, Ben's I don't know just all the amount of people I've been getting in the studio with like you always learn like I learned a lot of, of objective he's like just mad in the studio like he's such a mad engineer like he, he knows what he's doing like he's taught he's me like a lot Selector of tricks he's like Selector J-Man I went to yeah, his yard Selector J-Man I mean, as well I went to his studio and I was like wow yeah, and he yeah. was like super quick do you yeah, know what I mean but really on it and, and, and it's nice to see how other people work and it's not f f far from what I taught Blade and Serum yeah. in the studio. It's kind of that because Aries and lot, them lot came in the studio with us, and I showed them, and then the yeah. penny dropped, yeah. and there was him, Gold Dubs, Jinx, um, and then basically they went off and they did their own thing. But I think that whole ripple and that blueprint that we set has been worldwide now because it's all passed on to you lot. And yeah. So do, you know, do you know what though? I want to put uh, my cousin Jamie Frostbite. So there's um, Next Gen Studios. That was um, in, that's in London. And uh, my cousin was engineering there from like young. So even when I was like 14, 15, I wanted to like start making music. He used to get me to come down. He'd always get me studio time in the studio. And then I was like engineering for like um, a lot of like drill and like grime rappers and people just recording vocals, engineering for them. And I, I, he was getting me in sessions whenever I wanted free time. That was in Barbican. So like he was basically teaching me from like 15, 16. That was before I went to uni. So I, I always kind of had like a little rough idea, like obviously using garage band and stuff in school. I was like that kid that like, I'd go out on the courts and play football, but then like you'd always catch me in the music room, just chilling, like making, Beats on the loops yeah, stuff. like or like just on the playing piano or on, on the guitars or just doing whatever really, because obviously I love music like just just basically mucking about with my mates because that was we went to school together that with Ollie Etridge and that, so we was like just doing that and um, yeah but yeah my cousin he like helped me a lot, I, and now he does music videos um, and yeah it's Frostbite films but yeah big up him man okay. he's he was well, we he proper helped me out yeah soon. but that's my family like that's my proper family like he helped me out a lot and um, got me like confident with he basically saying like, you've got to be quick. The whole thing with music is you've got to try and be like, don't obviously like rush it, but you want to be quick as possible when you're doing music in the studio or engineering with people because you, you like it's time is money or whatever. You've got to like just basically get it done. You can't dilly dally. Yeah, yeah, exactely. Like, and you've that's, got to come out. That's like me when I go in there, I'm going in there for for half hour, hour or two hours, and I'm, I'm trying not to get coming out with something. Yeah, that's like, it. Like, I don't that's... want to be going in there not coming out. With that's something. it. Like now, I can bash out a tune. Like I can. There's some days where I can. I've made a couple of tunes in a day. Like, do you know what I mean? You can just bash tunes out, or even more than that. Like, do you know what I mean? Just you get you you work you will get your layout of how you kind of like do things, and you get your like your certain techniques, and you like learn them, and it just it all becomes fluent and quick. So yeah. What would be your advice to 
a young producer coming into the game and also DJing. So the first one's production, the second one's DJ. Like I was a DJ before I was a producer. So like I was um started playing and probably about 16 in places. And then um Jungle Zen, they started booking me like for my that was all like the legal ones. Um then um yeah, like so that, that Jungle Zen, they was booking me constantly that like on all their lineups and then different like promoters kind of got me down Medusa that's how I met Medusa um he booked me in Leeds um and then yeah so it's just like that sort of thing and then um was you putting out I was putting out a lot yeah I was on I, on I was on radio since I've been like 16 as well because when I got my controller Life, was you going um, um nah it was called oh, nah Effect FM I think wait nah I can't remember. It was in Watford. Oh, this, I've gone but it was blank. one of the first stations. So yeah, you, it was, so it was an internet radio. You made radio. a conscious decision, went, I'm going to start doing mixes. I'm going to start... Yeah, yeah. Like, basically, yeah, so I got the controller. I got like a con controller for my uh, 16th birthday. And then um, my mate like was like, oh, I know Pablo um, down at the radio station. I don't know why I forgot the name. But... Um, it'll come back to it'll you. It'll come back to me, yeah. So he was like, I can get you a radio show. And I've been mixing for about a week or two. But he, I was like, all right, cool. And then we was like, we got to come up with a name. So like, my, me and my mates just came up with the name Jaffa. Um, oh, tell us about that. Yeah, How like, has that name come about? Uh, that's, I that's love a, it. I that's love a it. secret one. We've got to keep that on a secret. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the little secret one. But me and my mates came up with the name, whatever. And then um, we was like, right, so we've got a show now. So then I was just doing a, a monthly or a every two weeks show. And I, I was like 16, so I was preparing that I'd go down there with my controller because they had like, I couldn't even mix on CDJs at that point. I was going down there with my laptop and the controller. And then I was like, like looking at the waves and all that stuff, like not even like properly mixing. And then um, I was like, right, I need to, now if I'm, if I'm going to be mixing out live, I need to learn to mix without looking at these waves because they stop you back. If you want, if you want a DJ, don't look at the waves, just listen to it, get the tempos right. And then, um, and the BPMs, but like, yeah. So then I just started like turning off the waves and the thing and then going out and then going to places where I could like learn how to mix on the CDJs. So you learned on the job basically. Yeah, I basically learned on the job going out and then I bought some CDJs when I like got the money, saved up with money. Um, and then, yeah, from there I was just, I basically just mixed all the time. And then once I started producing, because mixing is like riding a bike now for me, like when I go out, I know what all my tunes are. I know what the tempos kind of thing. So I can just like, and then I always freestyle. I never like ever prepare a set. Like that's I, good. That's I always good. freestyle. Um, so I'm never always doing new blends and coming up with new ideas and stuff like that. So that was that was the thing. I always made sure I was a freestyle DJ, and that's what I was like. Um, thought it was a good aspect because then every time you, if someone's go see me like on multiple times in a short space they're of time, the same thing. they're gonna that's and that's the thing that I don't like when you go out and hear. Being a raver, because going to raves every weekend, that was one thing I noticed when you, like certain DJs, you'd go and you'd hear the same sets and then you're like, oh, like, I don't know, it puts you off a little bit. So I was like, I don't want to, that was one thing. And then um, then when I started producing, it was basically, if you want to start producing, just go ham it every day and try and meet up with as many producers, try and like get a nice little group together that you, that you, and just, you can all just thrive off each other. Uh, you'll learn loads of different techniques and... Just maybe watch tutorials or go to you know, like what, do like did a you watch the tutorials YouTube just on YouTube tutorials or like you just uh, learn how to but basically with synthesis um you can learn basic synthesis and then after that you can just 
mess muck about like a lot of it is just pr like doing different process getting plugins or whatever trying different things it's all just trial and error like just sitting there for hours basically and just trying random things like a lot of just a lot of things that i've done were accidents like that were just good accidents that happened and then after you're like oh that's how you do it kind of thing it's just teaching yourself um what's yeah. the funniest thing that's ever happened in the studio oh it's too much i can't i, uh, I didn't, that that's i don't even know there's been because all my basically like alchemists people like alchemists me and that fear we were big up fear yeah. you know wherever you are yeah he's just he's a donny like he's one of the soundcloud like era people as yeah. well that we've made tunes like and one Zav. spliff one spliff a day yeah. and zav yeah of course like zav zav was like um 15 or 16 when i first met him it was crazy. mad it was yeah it was crazy man like, i was in bristol and um, I met him at Carnival, um, Bristol Carnival. Um, and then, yeah, like, and when we was chatting to him, he seems he's a lot older than his age, yeah. isn't it? And then we was, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm like 15. We were like, what? Me and Objective, we were like, what? We're like, should we be chilling with a 15 year old right now? Like, it was just like, it's just mad. But yeah, nah, he, he's- So a funny thing that happened with Theo? Oh, just, he's just funny in general, to be honest. Um, I can't even think, there's just too many things like, like just like all my mates basically we're all mental we're all just quite mental like so there's just two i don't know it's hard to I what about when you're think. djing um oh just there's <laughs> too many things i can't even think off the top of my head like that's one you know i'd have to prepare <laughs> i'd have to think about that one like because when i've been playing like live obviously there's just like so many funny people people dancing doing the funny dances at the front like then one, so I've been like, I've been playing and some guys like doing things and he throws over and then I was like wheeling them over to the decks, all these mad things. Like um I've been in I've been in the raves and someone's like sitting on the floor reading like a book, just on, at a festival, just sitting down like front of the thing. I was just like, what this is so random, like it's just like yeah, you get to see a lot of weird things like especially at um, things like uh, free parties and all them sorts of things. Is like where where have you played abroad? Have you played abroad? Um, yeah, I've done Outlook Festival, but like the beach thing. That So that was like, uh, before the festival even opens, I'm, I'm like a blagger. I've ma managed to blag myself a set of this beach thing. The year before I went, I saw that people were playing there and they weren't on the festival. So I was like to my mates, right. I'm going to try it. I reckon if we bring our USBs and we get to find who owns that rig, we can get a set, I'll blag, I'll blag as a set basically. And I managed to do it and we had a thing for like two and a half hours and like, it was about 700 people there. That was in, uh, so that's in Croatia. And then... Croatia, um, I haven't even played in Croatia. Yeah, yeah, that was mad. So that, that was like on the beach, like just that was like the opening kind of party for Outlook. And like, and I basically just got all my mates on on the decks of me. One of my mates who doesn't even MC, he was on the mic. Like, well, he MCs like when we're all joking about like, um, so that's a yogal, like that's all the YBZ lot. So they're all my boys. Um, and yeah, basically from home that I was obviously grew up going to Braves, like all that stuff with making tunes, DJing. And um, they also like Joe and the Zach, they went to uni with me. So that we kind of like all went on that journey together. But um, yeah, man, basically uh, got us all in there. We was just having it off like, and it was proper fun. So that was basically, I think that's my only um, broad booking that I've done. I booked for um, that was supposed to be in Amsterdam like right now, um, but well, obviously when this goes out, but like I'm supposed to be in Amsterdam for spring for the winter break, so that's not gone ahead because of their COVID. Like COVID's gone bad over there, um, but yeah, I've got 
a few bookings coming through. And I should be playing in New Zealand, Australia. I should be doing a tour over there next year Wicked. at some point. We're doing yeah, like I'm sorting out of my agents. Yeah, because I think went about a few months ago. Yeah, they? yeah. So he, they, they've all done that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just waiting for my turn to basically go out there now. But I want to drop all my music. I want to get like, obviously, we're going to be dropping our, um, I'm dropping my EP for you, my LP. Um, and then I've basically got constant music dropping from there. I've got OCC recording. Uh, OCC recordings and we're going to be dropping singles and music What's with OCC, OCC so um, that's the secret as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one that one's just basically from we're all at Boomtown and we were just uh, we, we, was do, we came up with a thing it was just a little chant we was doing and that's how it came basically um, shout out Jared as well Tracker um, he was originally an OCC but then um, no it wasn't like a he he basically just decided he wanted to just kind of like do his own thing, he had things he wanted to work on himself or whatever. So um, that's why it was just the four of us. So then originally it was five of us, and uh, Jared was the one that kind of was originally saying it. So then we was all doing it. But um, What's these tattoos on your head? Oh, uh, just a couple, uh, just a few bits. Like obviously English, half English, half Irish. So I got the pound and then the four leaf clover, um, Taurus. Um, just because oh, that's my star sign. I got a little, basically, a cup, just a little cover up. It's, but it's fading now. It's just like a, basically a little kind of a sword. Just because I like. Oh, you look, should go and like, see Bish. Bish, Bish done these. Oh, yeah. did he do that? Yeah, right? yeah. So, and he then, done, um, he's done me. Uh, he's done um, some uh, uh, um, swallows on my uh, back representing my girls. And then he did um, He did. He did this piece here. Oh, that sick. Was, yeah, that that's was hard. Sick. Yeah, Bish done. Um, so he done this for me as well. Oh, wicked. And then I've got another one. He's done that one, which is like LSD, because we made a tune called LSD. So that's like the logo. But Bish designed that logo as well. Yeah, big um, up Bish, you know. Big up Bish. Yeah, Rube the whole Tarra. born on road. But he's going, um, I think he's going full-time music now. Yeah, he is. But if you want to get uh, tattooed, go down to Urban Jungle in Bristol. Yeah. Shout out them lot. They're obviously, um, and shout out Katie, uh, share Donny. And um, yeah, they bang in tattoos and proper jungle. If you want to go and listen to some good music and good they're vibes. All that crew. They're just, yeah. I've, I've spent some time with with them. Um, what else was going to say to you? I was going to say, yeah. What does the huge future hold for J-A-P-P-A, man like Jappa? Um, what's your dream? What what's, what's what are you working basically, towards? To, uh, doing this for as long as you, uh, you guys, you know what I mean? That's the dream, isn't it? basically to be doing this for as long as you guys have a a steady career like do you know what i mean I, i'm not trying to um bec like be like do you know what i mean biggest dj scene overnight kind of thing i want to obviously be steadying i'm having fun and it's just the growth is just happening like nicely but you've already put five years in yeah I put by, the, by yeah. the time you hit 10 years you're yeah. gonna like like what happened to Blade and Voltage and Serum. That's it. You, you've got to do, if you want to be successful in this game, and what I love about you guys is you're just happy to be playing and, and you're just humble. Yeah. And, and I like think, if I can live off this, if I could just like do this as my full time and then I'm that. happy, do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I wanted really from a young age and doing like them, like doing like road work. There's nothing wrong with labouring jobs and stuff like that, but I'm a creative guy. And I've, like being out on a, getting up at five in the morning, going out and getting home at like seven at night, and doing like a mad graft all day. It's, it was hard to like make tunes after that because you're tired. 
How does your mum and dad feel? Oh yeah, they love it. Yeah, like they're, they're and they're super proud. Yeah, they're have they come proud, to see like, you play yet? Not yet. I'm wait, I'm waiting for the right. I want to I want to take them to like if I'm playing somewhere like Printworks or like do you know what I mean something yeah. big a big festival or like say I'm playing Glastonbury or so they've been very supportive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like because it ain't easy. That to... sometimes the dream gets hazy. Yeah. Sometimes you get a bit. That's of bad why I've luck. had to do like a lot of work, like uh, like working and stuff. My dad's like. Obviously, he made sure I'm, I'm realistic about things. Like, if, if you can't afford to not work, you've got to still work and graft and do both. But that that mindset, like, obviously, still helped me now. That's made me, like, kind of um, put the graft in with my, my music as well. Like, that sort of, like, I've got it. Like, just work hard, play hard, kind of. If I go, I go hard or go home, basically, that's what I want me, like. <laughs> and everything I do, like that's just what I love. Like, and that's it. From when, when I was young, skate park. Like, I met all my mates at the skate park, uh, BMXing, and uh, that's all. You'll start going raving, and I'm still like, they're all my, my best mates now today, still. And um, you yeah, need man. good people around. You, you need that's it. Just having good people around you, having fun with it. Just as long as you're having fun, that's it. Really, like I enjoy it every day. I li like I get to. I, I live with. Um, I used to live with obviously Objective and Lupo. We was all like living together, constantly just having good vibes, making tunes, and um, then going out like in Bristol, and then now I've just moved in with Lupa, my girlfriend. So, got my own studio space now. How do you got feel? Out of the bedroom. Do you like Bristol? Love, I love it down there. So obviously, I love London. Now, that's why I love Bristol because it's like it's such a nice hub, and then I can come back to London and do it, um, meet all my mates, and then have fun as well. So it's like fresh. But Bristol is definitely a good place to be. Um, Very creative. Every, yeah, it seems like everyone's moving down there. Um, so many producers, like I can just link up with, like people that I've, with, um, that just you just wouldn't have. You wouldn't think there's just all these people in one place. And obviously that's where like found a lot of foundations. People like die, and um, all them break. Break. Like, oh yeah. Obviously I have. I don't know. I've even missed break. Like, <laughs> legend. Legend. Like yeah. Yeah. He's just clinically. He's, and, like, he's like in my top five. He's yeah. like he's, he's so tight. Yeah. Break. Yeah. We love you, bro. Yeah. Uh, also, big uh, uh, up Critical Impact. Who's uh, yeah. been in it I'm, for I'm a gonna minute? I'm going to be making tune with him. We're gonna, we got some tunes. Uh, we're going to start making together. We've been chatting. Um, so yeah, like even like I should be doing some stuff with Sub Zero. Soon. We've been chatting, like, like all these different people that you hype. just you told hype. me you're going yeah. Hackney so tomorrow. And, yeah, going Hackney tomorrow. Me and Hype have been making some tracks. I've got some stuff coming out um, and players as well. With uh, I've got a tune with selected J Man and Jakes, and then I've got an EP I'm making. But yeah, like the tune, making tunes with Hype. Like, do you know what I mean? Mad. Like we've done. Uh, uh, we've done. We've been in the studio obviously a few times yeah. together. Like it's just I'd never thought like couple of years ago well not a couple of, like three years ago when I started doing this your dreams I'd be, true. I'd be in this position so yeah. yeah but you know what it is bro you're putting yeah, in the work and you're uh, and and you you're a likable guy that's why you're excelling yeah. that's why your the doors are opening is because you're 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 allowing the universe to just you know you're not chasing it uh, f for different reasons you're just doing it because you love it from yeah, the heart man. and people could see that yeah, that's what that's, I said to you when, it, I, bro, when right. I went over and I looked at the E1 I was just I, I, I just looked I think one of you just like someone played a tune and you're pushing each other and the yeah, other one slapped no. one on the arse and, <laughs> and then and then and, and there was like 20 people in the box yeah. and I was just standing observing and I was like wow this is how we move when I when I DJ <clears throat> I played at some place for Darren on New Year's Eve one time. Randall was just coming off the decks. 
Randall was grabbing me, Moose was there, Fearless was there, and they were just all grabbing me and pushing and pushing me. Yeah, that's me. basically what we're all like. <laughs> exactly. we're just, yeah, but we're they're just, your pals. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? They yeah, know yeah. when you draw that tune, it's going off. Yeah, and like, we have to pull in each other back from reloading the tunes, like, because some, sometimes it gets a bit mad where you're like, you can't do. I, I personally like don't like having too many reloads because I feel like it stops the set, like the flow of the set. But then when you're with your mates and you're all getting gassed, like people are just coming up and wheeling your deck and you're just like, what? <laughs> what? Like, come on, man. I was just about to do a double day or something. But yeah, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm gassed that um, we've got this dance on the 7th of Jan at E1. You're playing. Yeah, back to back to Ben Snow. Um, yeah. And my daughter's playing for the first time. Oh, mad. Yeah, you know Lola, sick. you met yeah, her. Right? Yeah, of so course, she's of low course. selector. Sick, so sick. she's doing the first set. I said to her, you got to earn your stripes. Yeah. So she's actually, when I left my yard to come to radio, she was in the studio. I'd set her up with a USB and she was just DJing. I said, yeah. listen, DJ till you drop. Because yeah. that's the only way that you're going to learn. Practice, practice makes practice, perfect. Practice. So that's, that's it. But she wasn't really a mixer, but she'd done this thing the other day where she was just like uh, cutting the tunes in, swapping the tunes, but all of it was on point. Yeah, and I was, like, yeah. I was like, you've got the flow. Yeah, yeah. You just need to match that together. So yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to that. Right. We are right now going to get ready because Man Like Jappa is going to get on the decks. He's going to roll out for a little half hour or 45 minutes. And then I am going to do a little back to back with him. Christmas special. Make sure you look after yourselves. Jeez, Jappa, give, give, give us Mind your you. socials. People um, following you. Jappa DMB on um, Instagram, Facebook. So like, just type in Jappa basically, and it'll come up the first thing. Um, so like Spotify, all of that. Um, OCC the Thrones out now. Oh, that's my record label of obviously Objective Lupo Teach. Um, OCC is a collective. We make tunes together. Um, and then obviously when we release tunes on the record label, we can all we release individually do whatever we want, but that's what, um, we only allow kind of like features on it, but it's, it's, it's keeping it as that as for. Um, but yeah, that's basically, that's it. Um, big up Ray for getting me down. Come on. Happy Christmas, everyone. Yes, and happy new year and look after yourselves. We're going to be in the mix. Jappa's going to do a little half hour, 40 minutes by himself. Peace. We'll see you on the other side. One love. Come on. Man like Chapper in the mix right now is the original blueprint, yeah? We're going to be going for about, I don't know, an hour, an hour, 20 minutes, something like that. I'm going to let Chapper roll out for a little 30, 40 minutes. These are some of the influences of the tunes that um, got him into jungle drum and bass. Yeah, picking up our 10th Delta family, picking up everybody in the feed right now. Too many to mention. Christmas special, make sure you look after yourselves. It's the blueprint, we're here every th Tuesday between one and three, playing you the finest jungle DMB, bringing you old artists, new artists. Japper on the ones and twos right now. while doing a little back back to back right now enjoy yourself man like Japper on the legs
always tell, you know, when you've been time tripping. Time tripping.
man like Ray Keep and Jabba back to back. Shelly Christmas special. We give thanks. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Jeez. Man like Jabba. Forthcoming on Dread Recordings 2022. Japper's EP. Dutty. Filthy. Hey, stop that tune, brother. Jeez. So how you carrying on, Japper? Yeah, you looking hurt, man, yeah? Man like Japper in the building. It's the blueprint. We do this every Tuesday between one and three. We're going to be having guests on the show. We're lining up some amazing artists, some legendary artists. Watch out for this dropping on Dread 2022. Picking up Laura Dread. Picking up Susie Dread. Picking up our Dread Recordings family. Picking up the Lupo, the objective. Picking up the CEO. Picking up Zav. Picking up the Alchemist. Coming, let's go.
Trapper. The RK, little back to back, let's go. No retreat, no surrender. Jeez. Right now, pure murder and fire. No retreat. Just smoked in the trap, careful with your tread. Oh, see how I'm 
special. Happy New Year. It's the blueprint, baby. Man like Jappa, man like Reiki. Doing what we do. Shelling.
different world. 